I was interviewing again another freelance journalist and she was saying to me, you know, with the journalism that we have to do, and I went, pardon? She went, your journalism? She went, we call it journalism because they're having to churn the stories out. I went, because I just said, do you mean journalism? She went, no, journalism. I'm like, oh my God, because they're under so much pressure. So their jobs are so much busier than they used to be, like you say. So yes, help them out as much as you can. Be time specific, be topical, you know, uh, get to the point and put all your details there. Absolutely. This is the Ideas Lab podcast, where you can learn from great creative and entrepreneurial minds how to turn your ideas into original businesses, books, and brands. Because in a crowded world, it pays to stand out. This is your host, John Williams, best-selling author and founder of the Ideas Lab London. Rachel Taplin founded and ran her own magazine for four years, and in the process learned a lot about the media and about PR. Now she runs Media Matchmaker, which helps entrepreneurs to get their stories into the press and media. If you can crack the code of doing your own PR successfully, then you can get an enormous amount of publicity absolutely free of charge. But most of us, when we start out doing our own PR, make a hash of it. And we don't think about what you really need to do to get a successful press release out there. So I asked Rachel to come in and explain the three biggest mistakes we make when we first try to do our own PR and what makes a really great press release. So hi, Rachel. I'm really pleased you could join us. Thanks for making the time. Thanks for having me, John. Uh, Now, I'd love to know more about how to get our press releases into the media because this is such a powerful thing if you can do it right. It's basically like free advertising. You get in a major publication, you pay nothing for it, and you get you know a whole bunch of people knowing about you and possibly coming to your site and, and doing business with you. But people get this catastrophically wrong, don't they? So I think it would be a good thing we were having a little chat earlier and we thought of thought three things that we could talk about that people get wrong. In there. And uh, you said uh, one of the key things is that the, the media has changed a lot recently. Is, is that how you would put it? Yeah, it has. It. I think it's changed the way they're reporting the news. And obviously the way we're consuming the news has changed as well. And it's mostly down to the fact that there are so many online influencers now, all the traditional media outlets like even the radio or TV have an online presence as well. So they want content um, and what's happening, as we know, um, as we know, so should I say, we're always on social media. Our attention span is a lot shorter. So the media has had to adapt really to it. So what tends to happen now is a lot of journalists are very reactive to the news rather than proactive. So we are almost dictating the media now ourselves in what we like to consume and what we like to read. So um, the way we consume the news, so if a top tip for you is if you want to kind of get an idea on how to approach PR or, or how to where to start with it, see what's trending in the news stories because that's exactly what journalists do. They sit down in the morning and producers for radio stations, they say, right, what stories are trending and how can we relate them to our industry or to our region? Right, so that means that, it, you know, if you can get on the back of something that's that's got a massive buzz, then you can really, you can get a much better result. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, obviously... If you're, for example, to give you an example, and this is this is true, if you just want regional coverage or you'd like to get regional coverage in your area, 
um, BBC radio stations are 60% talk to 40% music. And a radio producer would sit down a couple of hours before they start the programme, not because they're being lazy or because they just leave it to the last minute, they're because they want to be topical. And they'll say, right, what are the trending stories and how can we reflect that, reflect that from a regional point of view? Then they'll try and find the experts. So if you know there's something breaking news story, whether you're a relationship coach and a top celebrity's just broken up or something's gone on with the bank or, or cyber attack or something and you can comment it'd be great for you to go to your regional or even your online media that you know can can report the media really quickly and say look i'm available for comments if i can help you in any way oh that's a good move i like that okay so an interesting example i guess would be right now what everyone's obsessed with and the time this by the time this going out um is brexit so you can draw all sorts of examples from that i guess where you could say well okay this is about uh, obviously, if you're involved with politics and stuff, that would be good. But negotiation, if you, you know, I've got a, a friend who wrote a book about negotiation, teaches that in corporations. Brilliant time to come in and say something about the EU and about what Boris Johnson's trying to do. And, and But I'm sure you could find lots of other threads as well. Yeah, without a doubt. But what you've always got to try and remember is... What's the point of PR for you? What is it you're trying to get out of it? So make sure that your story matches your audience. So if you're going to start talking about negotiation, you know, is that going to really work on your local uh, BBC radio station, whereas it might be perfect for a B2B online blog or influencer that can talk about negotiation because it's it's like a topical subject that reaches your target audience. So always bear in mind, what is it you're trying to get out of your PR? Who is your audience? And that's where you should be looking to get your media coverage placed. Um, so, you know, it's not PR isn't about ego. It's about making sure you've got the, the end goal in mind. And well, that brings us on that it's closely related to the topic of what you put in your press release. And people do get this terribly wrong, don't they? So this is our second kind of terrible mistake that we, we all typically make when we first try and do uh, PR for ourselves. What is it? Yeah. What, what do people get wrong? It, it, it's the number one mistake that people get wrong. And actually, what is really comforting with this is um, I had a, a press release come in because I sometimes have private clients from a big corporate. And I mean, big, very recognized corporate company. And they did exactly this mistake. <laughs> so they are going to be headlining us an event that I'm um, speaking to, uh, speaking at as well. I'm holding a Meet the Journalist event. And there's going to be 5,000 business owners there. So they kind of sent a story to start promoting what they were doing. And all they did was send the story to say, we're going to be at the event. And this, you know, we're on this stand. Come and see us. It's not even though they're a big, big corporate company, it's not a story. So the big mistake they make is most people write an adverse because let's face it, it's part of our marketing strategy, and so it should be. But we really want them to promote us, don't we? We want them to promote our business and what we do and ideally an offer. But that's advertising. That's very logical. PR has to be an emotional connection. It's about sharing something vulnerable, whether it doesn't have to be a vulnerable story. But it has to be something that's going to be emotionally connecting to the audience. Um, so always try to remember PR tells a story. Advertising sells your business. So PR tells advertising sales and that's the number one mistake people get wrong and they don't know how to make it different and it, and it is it's, it, it's a logical thing advertising is and PR is an emotional connection so if let's say your business has been in 10 years and you just wanted to celebrate it was in 10 years it's not really a great story you know from either radio or tv it's they want to know what's changed in those 10 years how technology has advanced the fact that the caretaker is now the director they want that emotional connection behind the story so think about you know 
What have you got that you can talk about? And these might be your success stories. They might be case studies that you've got, testimonials that you've had, or literally just how the industry's changed, like I'm talking now about how journalists and the stories change. So I'm not going to talk about, you know, what I do as a service and hopefully the fact that you connect, then you want to. And that's how PR works. Right. Okay. That's smart. So you've got to find an angle that makes it an interesting story. Because if you think about it, if we put ourselves in the reader's point of view, we don't really enjoy reading people's adverts unless we're on the hunt for that exact product or something. And we would desperately, we're in the final stages of making a purchase choice. But other than that, what we want when we're reading a newspaper or magazine is to be informed and to be entertained and, and surprised ideally, and to have a connection with the things that we're reading about. Yeah, and perhaps and read read wherever you want to get featured. Read the headlines, read the style of the article, see how long or short it is to get an idea of how you can craft it. And if you haven't already, if you're watching this, put a Google alert on anything in your industry so that you can see what's trending, what news stories are out there, and see if you can repurpose it and be inspired or or kind of just share it as the industry leader in your game and just see how that story is and just start looking at the news differently. You know, if anybody uses your sector words or your buzzwords or whatever you see what that story is about and you'll see it's not about the actual company and we had to contact them it's the story behind it yeah and it's it does make a big difference what publication it's in as you said so you're right for one publication is be quite a different style to another publication so you i mean i always recommend people get a copy of the paper or the magazine and actually read you know a lot of people don't do that they just go oh i'll send this out to all newspapers you know, if you write for the Telegraph or the Financial Times, that's very, very different to writing for the Sun. Absolutely. But also don't feel you always have to write the press release. You know, I've interviewed um, recently, I interviewed a freelance journalist that wrote, has written for the Times and uh, for the Guardian Online. And she said, look, we're the journalists. We write the stories. We can spot if it's a good story. She said, you just summarize it in less characters of a tweet. We're busy. We want to get to the point. And we're like, hallelujah, this is great. You know, we can just write the headline. You just, it's like any email marketing, John, that I know you teach your community. It's grabbing their attention. It's making sure it's like when you write the book, you know, it's the headline of the book. And, you know, it's that opening paragraph. Isn't it? You've got to get them on page one. You know, it's a, it's a very similar philosophy. So you should be able to summarize your story in just in a few characters less than what you would put in a tweet and the journalist will be able to tell if it's a great story yeah and um the, the third thing we were talking about earlier was that um you said something about taking the right time to connect to the right kind of journalist what did you mean by that I think this is where when I first started out so I've been helping businesses now since 2012 do their own PR but prior to that I was a businesswoman trying to do my own PR and I just thought you'd write a press release and you'd send it into a news desk. So if you go to, you know, whether you want to be in mental health or psychologies magazine or you go to your local, you know, BBC station, you'll see there's perhaps like a news desk email that you can send, send us your story, you know, that they send in. But what you want to try and do is take the time. So, for example, like The Guardian or The Telegraph will probably have 100 to 150 journalists working there. The trade press will be a lot smaller. The regionals will be a lot smaller. But take the time to find out, right, who's the finance editor? Who's the health writer? Who's the freelance journalist? Who specifically writes those articles? Because if you can get your story in front of those people, you've got a greater chance of getting media coverage. And look, you know, we can all Google and spend a few minutes you know, finding out, just phone them up and just say, if you've got a health writer, you've got a business editor, 
If you've got anyone that looks after SMEs or property, just take the time to do that. Or what we do, actually, we actually have a media database so our clients can actually search by what they write about. And it makes all the difference, the open rates, because that journalist is interested in that story. Whereas if it goes to the news desk, it just literally sits there and you're lucky if, if, you know, if it gets looked at. And also from the I've interviewed lots of editors of newspapers and one editor of the Coventry, even Telegraph, told me at the time, this was quite a few years back now, really said to me, people can't be bothered to find out who I am, that I'm the editor and to address it to, to me, then I can't be bothered to read their press release. I'm like, all right, OK. But it's a fair comment, isn't it, really? It's like when we get spam emails, isn't it, John, you know, through, you know, our, it's somehow they've got hold of us and they just sent, they haven't taken the time to just do their due diligence, you know. It's insulting. I get emails or contacts on LinkedIn that go, would you like to create a business you love? So I'm like, I wrote, yeah. the book, I wrote the book on this. Come on. It's like, at least look at my profile or something. Yeah. So um, I must be even worse if you're a journalist and you're busy. And the other thing people have to bear in mind, particularly if you're beginning an entrepreneur, and you haven't quite discovered the value of time yet, which uh, is sometimes the case at the beginning before you get really busy, is, um, is that you have to realize how busy journalists are, but not paid fantastically well. And they have to churn out an awful lot of content and so speed is really important. You've got to kind of hand it to them in a way where they instantly get it. That You've got to have done the thinking work for them to say, like, this will interest you in this kind of, in this kind of format. And, um, and, you know, here's how to contact me straight away and answer the phone when they do. Yeah. And, and you made a great point. You know, you're saying that they have to churn the stories out. I was interviewing, again, another uh, freelance journalist and as she was saying to me, you know, um, with the journalism that we have to do. And I went, pardon? She went, your journalism. She went, we have to churn, you know, it's called, we call it journalism because they're having to churn the stories out. Because I, I just said, do you mean journalism? She went, no, journalism. I'm like, oh, my God, because they're under so much pressure. So someone that used to write is a business editor for a regional newspaper now is not just the business editor. They write the online version. And then they also have to be the social media reporter as well, so they do the Facebook Lives. So their jobs are so much busier than they used to be, like you say. And uh, so, yeah, so help them out as much as you can. Be time-specific, be topical, you know, uh, get to the point and put all your details there, absolutely. And I think that that also applies when they call you because if you do start to get good at this, then people will start calling you. And I, I always make a point of, you you know, if a journalist calls you or emails you, you have to get back right away. I, I used to have um, a special email address for press, which basically um, – uh, texted me as well as emailed me because you could set that up on my email account so that I would see it absolutely immediately even if I was on holiday or something because that's the only that it's because what they'll do is they'll call all their contacts until they get a story won't they it's exactly that yes yeah absolutely and if you're an expert and you put yourself forward and sometimes you don't actually need a press release you don't actually need a story you can actually just put yourself forward to say i'm an expert in this these are the topics i can talk about let me know if you'd like to connect or, or to use my details because they will keep you because they want new sources all the time you know so don't always think you have to straight away have a story you can literally just connect and, and position yourself almost as the influencer and the expert you do see increasingly because of journalism, as you described. <laughs> I love that word. I'm going to use it all the time now. Um, <laughs> because of journalism, people are actually will get their their press releases reproduced if they write a good one that's ready to use, almost verbatim. If that's the right, yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely. Because if it's written well 
and it's and it's topical to their audience and it's timely of course they will absolutely they're like they will love you if the ideal written piece is just dropped in their lap absolutely and that's why pr agencies do great jobs you know i'm all here i'm not here to say oh don't use a pr agency they do fantastic jobs they're great at writing and they know the sector they know this style that they're writing but obviously it costs a lot of money so what we're just doing is giving you the tips that they've learned over the years and their expertise you know to, to say you can do this too and are there any um, other dirty little secrets of journalism that, that, that don't get mentioned in public, but perhaps we should know? Well, there's, there's absolutely loads. I think it's just, you know, there's national celebration days that you can ride off the back of. If there's a national celebration day out there, just Google national dash celebration days. We've got in our media matchmaker club, there's over 400 of them that you can you can download for free. Um, so there's all that, you know, ride off the back of something that's already created. You know, you don't always have to reinvent the wheel. You know, these days have been, in, you know, and help the journalists. Oh, did you know it was emotional mental health awareness week no we didn't realize that you know so you know we can uh, talk about it so make it easy for yourself there's journal requests the journalists are using the, the hashtag hashtag journal request on twitter you know go out and check that out you'll see there's a lot of spam again we put it free in our in our facebook group because it's just lots of ways that can help people, but it's just having the confidence, provide them with a bio, provide them with your, if you're going to do an interview, like you said, John, get ready for the interview, send them a story. They might say, well, send me a bio to get your bio ready in advance, but you'll want to write your bio so they can introduce you at the top of the radio interview. And then at the, at the end, it'll had to, how do we get hold of you? Well, you can get hold of it and give them your website and, you know, maybe saying there's a free download or something if you can, you know. So get, be as prepared for, with them as you can and offer them as much as the preparation in advance. So it obviously saves their time. And, and that includes, I mean, do you advocate things like having a press kit where people can download your photo and, and your bio on your, on your website? Yeah, yeah, and we do do in the past. I've got mixed, mixed feelings about this with journalists, but some journalists do like it. Suggest the questions for them as well, you know, you know, in advance, because they don't know. They're not the, the expert. They're talking to you because you're the expert. The, the job of you is to be a great source of information. The job of the journalist is to introduce you, to help them out as much as possible. Give them the questions. You can provide them with the answers. They're not always going to use it like that. It's not always going to be that simple. But if you can kind of say, in light of the, you know, the news that's come out today, you know, here's a topic, here's a few key questions I can help you with if you wanted to debate it or talk about it or suggest a debate, just help them out in the best way you can. Yeah, yeah i think that's um uh, that's a really good point and I, i've never thought of sending the actual questions they could ask but it's a good idea and if you do it in the right way which is not being demanding you just go here's some example questions you could ask yes yes then they're going to see that as helpful and uh, they might pick and choose out of those things uh and you know don't don't moan if people introduce you the wrong way if you don't give them the bio so you have to tell them exactly well maybe not tell them exactly how to introduce yourself but at least give them all the information they need to introduce you because journalists will you know who are in a hurry will describe you in the wrong way and then you know i've even had somebody get the name of my book wrong on bbc radio uh, and that kind of thing although i think she was deliberately trying to avoid saying the word screw so maybe she, she read out a subtitle but i said yes in my book screw work let's play but th- it does also happen that people just generally get things wrong and um yeah and, and often you know the producer will just hand something to the presenter and the presenter hasn't even had a chance to read it in advance so they're reading it fresh to help them out as much as you can but always try and remember what is it you want to get out of this so you will always try and have at least a main key message that you're trying to put across 
because as we said, PR is not an ego thing. It's about starting with the end in mind, what are you trying to get out of it? It's almost becoming a politician, but not quite to the point where you completely avoid the question. But what I'm saying is, you know, bring it round to say, you know, actually, you know, I wrote the book because of X, Y, Z, and they can doubt, you know, so always bring it round. If you're an author and you're trying to promote your book, you know, get a key message across, you know, just once, you know, my book has, has been set up and I've written it exactly for that reason. So come round and have one at least main key message or have two or three sub key messages as well that you've got ready to mention when you do the interview because what will happen is when you get interviewed albeit in a journalistic interview for a newspaper or maybe a radio that's live or tv you're nervous you forget and you're so busy answering the question that sometimes you think oh I've got to try and somehow kind of work this round so that I get my own key message across so that's just practice and it takes time but definitely bear it in mind yeah that's good. And practice, yeah, as you say, practice makes it better. So maybe the first few things you do don't go that smoothly, but, you know, don't give yourself a hard time. No, don't. Absolutely. And also, you know, sometimes we've all had past in business or some might be starting out in business. So therefore they want to prepare even more, you know, so the journalists aren't out to catch you out, but also they may do their due diligence and kind of question why you feel you're the authority or whatever. So, you know, any closet, any skeleton, sorry, you might have in your closet, you might want to kind of bring up in advance to yourself and just ask yourself your worst case scenario questions. What is it they could ask me that I'd be uncomfortable at? Be ready to answer that question and become that politician and guide them the way that you want them to. Um, you know, but on the whole, PRs are just so helpful. You know, the journeys are helpful that you're you're there to help them to, to reply straight away, to help them with a story or you can provide them with a story. But the more you can prepare, the better it is. Yeah. I remember my first uh, radio interview was with um, Radio Kent or something and I was on holiday at the time and I heard that I was you know, somebody wants to talk to me and, um, it, and I, I really, I practiced. And what happened is because I've been writing my book, my first book, um, I was immersed in the topic and we were kind of sparring. He was kind of making fun of this idea. He goes, well, you know, it's, we're, we're coming out of recession because it's 2009, you know, this doesn't really work for, for, for now. And I go like, this is all the more reason why you need to do it now, because, so it does help to be really immersed in your topic and to, uh, you know, I strongly recommend writing a book because by the time you've written a book, you know every possible answer and, you know, you've got quotes and you've got statistics and all sorts of things. But also not just from the book points of view. I mean, it's not a necessity, but absolutely journalists like authors that have written books. You know, a lot of the time journalists, well, if you've not put yourself in, full, in front of them first – journalists if they need an expert they will go on to somewhere like amazon and, and put the title of what they want to talk about and find the author and then and then approach them so it does have its place you know if you ha- if you have written a book absolutely great or if you're thinking of writing one absolutely perfect you know because it will position you it just it's more credibility but pr gives you that credibility as well you know once you've been featured in the daily mail or the telegraph or whatever trade industry magazine or on radio you can say as featured in have a press page so it kind of takes you up to that next level as well yeah no that that's a really good point yeah and as soon as you've been as soon as you're in some major publication then you need to tell people about that. So I, I was a little bit slow to realise that when I started out. And I go like, because you're so in it and you're so like, okay, well, I did that interview and I survived. So I'm happy. <laughs> and you go like, yeah, but if you don't tell people you just on BBC Radio, they don't know. Absolutely. And you need to leverage it. You need to tell the whole world. And more importantly, 
while your story is fresh, you need to tell the media you've just been featured in and would they like the story as well? You know, so capitalize on it without a doubt. Yeah, I like that. So um, now you know a lot about this space because you run a business called uh, Match. What's it called? Media Matchmaker. So Media Matchmaker is an online resource. Um, it's it's people can join completely free. Then go to our Facebook group, and um, basically it's connecting business owners, organisation entrepreneurs to journalists that are looking for help with stories. So we connect to journalists that want stories for articles, expert comments, and stories across TV, radio, and print. So you can join, and there's not just all the PR training. You got access to the journalists as well. And what we've done is we put d- different media pass options, so you can have a, a free media pass or you can then upgrade to a vip media pass and what that actually does is give you access to the journalists so that you know when we interview a journalist so i'm interviewing a bbc radio two journalists um that's um it works in the afternoon and she's going to be sharing how you can kind of approach her with her story what to do what not to do and then you can pitch your story to her as well um, and then we've got a, a talk sport radio producer and presenter. So you kind of getting a lot closer to the journalists. And then we have an access all areas media pass where you have your own media database. So you can send unlimited targeted emails and press releases to the health correspondents, the business editors. You can literally search by sector. So I'm all about just inspiring you and helping you to connect you to journalists. So anybody that's got a business that wants a profile rising, raising or just wants some PR, hopefully Media Matchmaker will be able to help you. Yeah, I like that. Okay. And the website's mediamatchmaker.co.uk. Yeah, and they can join for free. They can actually upgrade their, um, to a VIP media pass free for 30 days because I'm really a big believer of try it first, access everything, all the training and everything we've talked about. There's press release templates in there. There's bio sheets. You can download it all, have access to it, and hopefully you'll carry on with the membership with me. Um, but if you're not, if you don't want to, it's no problem at all. I like the sound of that. I think I might join. So – um just to finish give us give us an example have you seen a press release recently where you thought okay that might be somebody within your uh, community you thought okay they really they really got that right is there a nice story of, of somebody who really got a great pitch this is a lovely story i saw on saturday actually so i'm helping it so it's really fresh and, and they didn't know um they didn't make the connection which is odd so i was talking she saw me speaking i was talking about national celebration days and they are um they've got a bakery and um, so it's a, it's a family business and the husband's just had a back operation anyway the daughter's now coming in and helping and they create sourdough they want to really champion sourdough um and it's national sourdough month which is just bizarre and she said oh i, I think i'm going to get started with this in October I went are you mad (laughs) it's obviously September it's it's national sourdough month now is a great story your daughter's come into the business because your husband's hurt his back she's doing all you know all the creative side to the top of the loaves of the bread it was a beautiful story and how sourdough is like exploding and doing and I could see the story in a tv local regional tv channel because you could see how they, they picture it because TV is very different. You've got to think in pictures. So you could see how they're making the bread, you know, how it's going into the van, you know, how the customers come in and pay for it, how the husband's sitting at home with his back injury. It, make, it made a really lovely community story. So that's the emotional connection. It wasn't really about the bakery and the, the sewer bread. It was the story behind it. So there's hopefully an example for you. It's completely fresh. <laughs> yes, I'm, I often quote... Uh, um client of mine sally who did um natural skin cream she's still doing it now uh shea or alchemy is her business and um she got loads of press for the fact that she started her business over 50 
and lots of her friends were helping out and they're all similar age group or over 60. And so she got pressed for that, not for the fact that she was making uh, natural skin creams of shea butter in. So anything that gets you, anything that gets people interested is is worth it. And if you're reading a story about this great natural skin cream or great sourdough bread and you're kind of interested in their challenges of how they made the business work, then you go like, oh, it's around the corner, I should go and get some bread. So you don't have to you don't have to shout in people's faces, do you? No, absolutely. And it's coming back to that emotional connection again. So uh, no, you don't. And that's a great example of a story. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. So we'll send people off to mediamatchmaker.co.uk and thanks very much for giving us your time. Thanks for having me, John. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ideas Lab podcast. Please do subscribe. And if you've enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could leave us a review. You can get links and details of everything mentioned in the podcast in the show notes, along with photos and video clips from many of our episodes. Just go to theideaslab.org forward slash podcast. Podcast.